This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Welcome to the morning beat. Good morning. How are we? Does my Good audio sound weird again? Am I on the wrong one? Yeah, I can't hear you. Vanessa, Vanessa I'm on Vanessa, orange. we get Vanessa, you one Bath & Body Works weeks. product and you're not turning the mic on? Two weeks in a row you turn the wrong mic on, <laughs> Vanessa. What are you doing? <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Sorry. I'm trying to say good morning to our guests, and I keep turning my volume up, thinking maybe if I just talk louder, that mic over there will pick me up. I know. I like up. turned my. I turned my head set up so loud, and then when your mic did finally turn on, it was yelling in my ear. <laughs> just a little behind the scenes information: we have different colored microphones in the studio, and Michaela and I have the option. I can choose between orange and yellow every day, and Michaela can choose between blue and green. Well, orange was broken for a minute, but orange is my preference now. Orange is fixed, so I've been on orange the last. Orange, week. you Vanessa, glad it's fixed? It's, I'm so glad it's fixed, but Vanessa keeps turning on yellow which is about two feet to my left, which is why I probably sounded a little bit funny at the top of the show. So, good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a fantastic day and week coming up for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, First and foremost... uh Go Rams! Go won the Super Bowl Rams. last night. Ram me. The, okay, well there it is <laughs> on this Valentine's Day. That's you might get rammed. Merch, you Ryan. might get rammed later, but once again, stop trying to have sex with me, Kayla. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you with get you. one Fenty set. Listen, Michaela, you can't say my fiance's sh- gift sh- sh- on air sh- 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 because he might be listening. Sh- sh- Although he doesn't get up at 6 a.m., so okay. we're probably fine for the next X three hours at least. Oh my God, Savage Savage oh. X Fenty. I didn't even know what I was doing there. You can't even get out of your own way. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Congratulations BK, to the Lambs. Consolation to my Cincinnati Bengals from my home state of Ohio. It was a fantastic game. It was a great game. But the halftime show. Oh, let me tell you, we will go full into it. But I feel like I went to the Abbey yesterday. I haven't been in months. That tracks. Super Bowl, Abbey, got it. Right. But you know what? It was so busy. They had balloons. They were like totally oh, in they theme. Go, they go all in. They love a theme. And um, everyone was like kind of watching it. When the halftime show hit, so good. Everybody stood up. It was a concert. Here's the thing: I knew that I loved all of those artists, but I was also like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this because yes. I love like Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Katy Perry. I like those types of halftime shows. Last year, the weekend was like okay for me. He was cool, but he was okay. Yeah. This was this might have been my new favorite. I I, I don't know if it's ever going to top Beyonce or Gaga. I don't know if that's possible. I but think in it's a, just different. In a different way, I was so obsessed with it and very proud to live in Los Angeles. Well, and I think too, you know, it's like watching Snoop, watching Mary. They're like over fifty years old yeah. now, and to think like. They were so massive, and still are, but they were so massive, and to think they never got the opportunity to play the Super Bowl. And Dre, Dr. Dre, I mean, he had his hands on, like, in all of their careers, and yeah. to be sort of like the maestro of the, it was, yeah. it was 
really cool. And uh, also, homage. Mickey Guyton, who sang the national anthem, yes. made history last night. Mm-hmm. She's changing the country world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first black woman to really take on country. I thought she was incredible. Yep. On the heels of the first black woman to ever win a speed skating uh, Olympic gold medal, Erin uh, Jackson, she won the 500 meters at the Olympics this weekend. I know you're not watching, but it was an iconic moment. Yeah. Lots to cover, lots going on. Today we're going to be joined uh, by Ricardo Martinez talking to us about how we can stop bullying. Also, we've got Money Mondays with Richard Fowler talking about inflation. That's a scary topic. Make us uh, And also Brian Justin Crum is going to be joining us to talk about a show he's got coming up, I believe, this weekend, Michaela. That's right. Uh, that you can still get tickets to if you're in the San Diego area. Area, or you just want to take a little road trip this weekend. Uh, lots to cover. So much fun ahead. Uh, right now, though, uh, on this Valentine's Day, my one and only Valentine, Michaela Gordon, uh, has some news on the beat for you. All right, honey. Well, a pair of the openly gay black members are leading a group of 58 House Democrats in calling on the Biden administration to require medical insurers to cover PrEP and its recently FDA-approved form as an injectable HIV preventative drug. Uh, Representative Richie Torres and Mondaire Jones lead colleagues in urging the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid and the Centers for Disease Control to issue the new requirements for Apertude, which the Food and Drug Administration approved for use in December to ensure that this life-saving medication is as accessible as possible to the people who need it most, particularly LGBTQ plus people and people of color. We urge you to ensure that public and private insurance plans cover Apertude at no cost to patients, just like the other forms of PrEP. If the U.S. government were to issue rules requiring insurers to cover injectable PrEP, it would follow up on earlier actions to make HIV prevention drugs more widely available. Available. The CDC under the Trump administration made free PrEP available to those without insurance coverage, while the Biden administration issued requirements to make insurers include PrEP as part of their coverage. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be, was it gorgeous this weekend, by the way, oh just God. here in LA? It's Perfect. Temperatures dropping, but if you're watching the Super Bowl and all the activities, festivities leading up to it, you're like, wow, it's 85 degrees in LA in February. Like, that's how it always is. It was just a random week of gorgeous weather. It's supposed to be in the 60s and 70s in the next couple of weeks, which is still not bad. Disgusting. It's February, but. It, it was, was so nice. Phenomenal. People were having pool parties this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Barbecues. I saw an Uber full of people like hopping into an Uber with like towels and, and flip-flops. I was like, you're going to a pool party, aren't you? <sighs> I want a pool. Let's Jealous. go to your pool. Can we go to your, stand- to your saltwater pool? It is very nice, actually. I'm going. Yeah. Okay, I'm going well, with you. Good luck. Uh, it's going to be high of 79 in LA, 73 in Vegas, 86 in Palm Springs, 70 in Houston, and 86 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the dirt. Opportunity often comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. Don't give Ooh. up. Don't give up. <gasps> that one's a good one. Yeah, I'm taking that with me today. I'm going to say it all five days this week. Say it all five Same days. One. I want it. How many times is that? 20? Say it 20 times. 20 times. <laughs> say nothing else. That's it. Say less. <laughs> all right, coming up, Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day, uh, but what should you do? Maybe fight like normal couples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we have some ideas on how to enhance this love day for you next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk right now because our producer, Vanessa, just frantically said, hey, 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 don't say anything. I'm going to start the segment. Okay. And then literally the music... she never wants to say anything. Never wants to say a word. And then you say, I'm going to start the segment. And then all of a sudden the music stops and you point at me. So did you want me to start this or is this you? I just wanted you to say good morning. Okay, got it. Good morning, everyone. So it is Valentine's Day. Uh It is personally my favorite holiday because you get presents. You guys gave me a present. We did. We did. You got chocolates. 
But oh. I don't have a present for you. I do have. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank I do so have much. a message from your special partners. Oh. Here's the first one from Emil. Emil? Oh my God! Is this is this channel Q? Did I did I get through? <laughs> oh uh, well, God. hey, um, I'm Emil. Um, this Sweet message God. is for AJ Gibson. Oh yeah! Just wanted me? to say I I love being your fiance, but um, I gotta let you know that this is our last Valentine's Day together. Um, you better say a fiance. I didn't want to break this to you on air, but <laughs> yes, this is our last Valentine's Day together. As fiancés, because next year, our Valentine's Day will be uh, as husbands. So that's exciting, right? Did he stumble over um, that word? About? I have a special surprise for you. If you close your eyes and look to your left, but keep your eyes closed. Oh, my God. And then open them in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, there's nothing there. You know, I don't really do anything for Valentine's <laughs> Day, but um, I love you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. See you soon. Oh, okay, my so gosh. Why does my fiancé just sound like a sex phone operator? Wait, why does he sound so hot on air? He was doing that. You know how we all do that voice? Like, the, there's the yes. kiki voice with your friends, and there's the phone voice when... I, I used to get called out for that all the time. I'd be like, hey, what's up? It's AJ. And he'd be like, are you talking to a straight friend right now? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That tracks. But he does sound super He's hot. He's so sexy, though. Oh, he my God, He said, look so to your cute. left. Does he know that you sit to my left? I opened, yeah. You're my that. Valentine's Day surprise. And also, I mean, first of all, you can say happy V-Day to me, too. Well, don't I'm, worry, because we have someone here to oh, well, us to say happy birthday This is interesting, because if this person doesn't say it to me, then I guess I could be upset as well. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be upset on Valentine's Day. Sure. No. Valentine's Day is about love. All right, well, here's your message from your partner. Happy Valentine's Day, Michaela Gordon. Six Valentine's Days down and a lifetime full of them. She really, uh... Love you. Paused on that one. It's your secret admirer. (laughs) Just kidding. It's me. It's Danny Lisa. Lisa. (laughs) She said six... She goes six down and... Uh, a lifetime to go. to go. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We are notorious for fighting on Valentine's Day. I don't <laughs> so know what it is. What, people are like, what are you guys going to do? I'm like, we're going to fight. That's what we do. Mm. There's so much pressure on Love Day. No. And there? then tomorrow we'll celebrate. We'll redo. That's why we got Vanessa a gift this year. Instead yeah. of, I also do have gifts for my partner in front of me right now that I have to wrap and bring home to him. I've been hiding in the back of his car, and I think that he saw them yesterday because they were not where I left them. And he had to get this thing out of the the back of his SUV to put over the seat in the back because we had our dog oh, in the car. Oh, God, he saw so it. So he definitely saw it. And then also I had, a, I had a little bit to drink last night at the Super Bowl party, and I was telling my cousin exactly what I got him, and then she just started laughing, and I looked over my shoulder, and he was standing right next to me. You. So yeah. I think he knows. You know what? I We don't always get presents for each other, but we'll go somewhere, which I always yeah. appreciate as well. I like to go places. We went one year for a really, uh, like a really fantastic, lovely uh, ramen noodle dinner. It was like a cute little ramen bar. We were so excited about it. We fought the entire way there. We fought the entire dinner. Didn't say a word to each other and we fought the entire it. way home Good. on Valentine's Day. It's and you know what that's pressure. called love. Listen, <laughs> if you don't know what to do this Valentine's yes, Day, yes. here's what you can do, okay? You thank can relax you. with a movie marathon. Okay. There's so much television happening right now. You could watch all eight Harry Potters since you've seen none of them and it would it would take you two days. But oh my God. you could do it. I would do that. You can also cook together. There's something so sexy about cooking I with your partner. That. That You're an incredible me. cook, actually. Thank you. You're welcome. We're supposed to we're supposed to do Italian night together one yes. of these days at your new place. Um I I also got for Christmas from my partner a free sushi lesson for two. 
cookie, uh, sushi cooking. So we're, we could go do that one. Maybe we'll do that tonight. Wait, that sounds cool, so fun. All, uh, I do love cooking together, though. But also, um, I like this idea. Make a bucket list together. That's always yeah. a good thing. I feel like that's a good thing to do in relationships generally, just to like check in and make sure that you guys are like have the same goals, you're on the same page. Totally. And if you're not, you can at least understand how to support your partner's goals and they can support yours if you communicate them by actually writing them down. Absolutely. Uh, here's another one that I actually think is super interesting and I would not want to do it normally, but I see now the benefit. Work on a puzzle together. Oh, no. Puzzles puzzles are like low-key therapeutic. Yeah. They're lifesavers. We did puzzles during the pandemic. Also, we had a roommate for the first two months oh, of the pandemic. Oh, my God. I forgot about do, this. She would do puzzles on the floor. Like She's like, I got a thousand-piece puzzle. And she, she got one, and it was a circle. It was circular, which made it more difficult. And it was also like Mars, so the entire thing was like orange. Every single piece. And what happened? It just stayed on your living room floor for months. And finally we said, you need to move out. (laughs) So she did. She was supposed to just stay with us temporarily as like a, as a, as a solution until her place became ready. Then the pandemic happened and she's like, oh, my part or my, my roommate can't move here. She's stuck in Europe. So I just need a place to stay for a couple months or a couple weeks, however long the pandemic happened. She ended up living with us for like two or three months. Crazy. She was lovely, but we did not do puzzles with her. But puzzles are actually really, really great. My best friend uh, in on the East Coast, not my best friend out here, you know, obviously is you. Thank you. Um, Elena, who is my my best woman in my wedding too. No, whatever. But she does puzzles all the time. And whenever I go out brain. there, we have a glass of wine and do a puzzle. And it's really, really kind of fun. And it's like, a, it's a way to just like random conversations come up. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Well, this is one that I also love and I actually do this by myself and with a partner. Plan a picnic at home. You can do it on your balcony, in your backyard, or even in your living room. Mm-hmm. I used to... Um, I, when I even just by myself, I like to get like cheese and like fruits Same. and just lay it out in the living room mm-hmm. and just make everything super cozy. And then cozy. roll across, of it, across it nude? <laughs> yes. Same. Obviously. Totally. That's what I'm For doing sure. today. For sure. But there's something so great about having a picnic inside of your own house with your lover. And also, you can do all of these things alone too. Absolutely. Also could be so if you're alone this Valentine's Day and, and th- that is no tea no shade if that's for you that's for you totally. and, and if it's not for you and it's just where you are right now that's okay too. Uh, a little alone time maybe maybe pour yourself a little bubble bath have a glass of wine or a little sparkling water and just enjoy your time. I love that. Yeah. All right Self-love. coming up. Self love baby. Coming up Valentine's Day is about coming together with your partner but what if your lover wants to celebrate alone? What this might mean coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All right, this is really interesting. Speaking of love, uh, just so we're clear, not all relationships are what they appear to be, right? Sometimes you might look at friends of yours who just seem like they have it all and they're so happy and you're single and you're wondering why you can't have that. As somebody who's been in one for nine and a half years, and my relationship is pretty pretty fantastic, uh, and I think you can say the same, Michaela, but they're not always easy. No, and we, it's we definitely go through dips and valleys and arguments that are really, really, really stressful. So relationships aren't just a walk in the park. They take work. And this one couple is definitely realizing this. So this couple, this guy is about to turn 30 years old, right? And he and his wife have been married for 13 years. He's 30 and they've yes. been together for 13 years. So they got years. married young. Wow. 17 years old, gets married. Okay, 30, or 30th birthday is coming up. That's a big one. 30 is one that you should celebrate. It's a yeah. big, big birthday. I feel like 2021 are kind of a big deal. 21 is kind of the bigger one. Then 30, then 40, then those like those those every those marquee birthdays every decade, right? Well, he's got a wife and kids, and uh, she came up with a birthday plan to celebrate his 30th. And he was like, uh, "That doesn't really sound that much fun." Like cake with the kids and like your your parents doesn't really sound like a blast like i don't want like a bunch of little kids running around the cousins playing and like dogs barking like that doesn't sound exciting to me right i checked in with my buddies they're down for a for a boys weekend and i want to go celebrate my 30th with the boys she is mad big big mad so i took this thing to to the internet and asking, and people are divided over this. Should he have said, "Okay, yeah, honey, we'll do a family birthday," or should he done have done what he did and say, "Hey, I really just want to like celebrate my thirtieth and like live my best life and go spend time with my friends." Um, I think that. Look, I think it would have been nice that he did a little family party, but also, I think he should be with his friends. Yes. I think he's 30 years old. I think he's been married for 13 mm-hmm. years. I think he's a father and a husband every single day. And if he wants to go celebrate with his friends and be like a wild man, let him. Well, I guess the, the wife is apparently, this is a quote, she's hurt and wondering why he married her if he does not enjoy her company. I'm like, listen, sweetheart. Oh my he God, married that's you 13, so heavy. It's so dramatic. He Stop, married you 13 Mama. years ago. You guys were both babies. A lot has happened since then. And just because he was... And here's what I've learned over the course of a relationship. And this is something that if you're just now getting into one, if you want to know how to keep somebody, especially how to keep a man, I can speak because I don't date women, but I tell you how to keep a man, yeah. don't keep the leash too tight. Listen, that's for a woman too. Don't keep a, a, a tight leash with me. Yeah. People want their freedom. And I, I think that what makes it even worse is how personal she's taking this. Yes. Like... Girl, he's showing up every day for you. He just wants to go be with his friends for one night, for a couple days. I love this. My partner, last week, one day, he uh, at night, he'd been out. Then he was like, hey, um, our friend Naz, she's very, very busy. She works all the time. And she works in entertainment. So she's all over the country, like, doing, like, like red carpets and award shows and stuff. And she happened to have a day off, like an evening off. And it doesn't happen often. And it was last minute. And he was at the gym. He's like, hey. Naz just hit me up. She wanted to know if I can come over and like make dinner and drink wine and like hang out. We haven't seen each other in months. I know you and I were going to spend time together. Is that okay? And I said, absolutely, 100%. And you know what happens every time I do that? He comes home. 
and I get some. Yes. Like he comes home and he loves me so much more. Because it's normal. Yes, because you have to let your partner live their life. And, and also, also they're young. Yes. Who gets married? First of all, who gets married at 17? First of all, I listen to me. I saw a friend of mine. She came in from Florida to see my show on Friday, and she's so sweet. She's so cute. We're like the super opposite people. You had a friend fly in. Yeah, amazing. Isn't that amazing? I didn't even drive down to Sunset Boulevard. It's okay. You've heard all the songs before. Actually, you haven't. I'm going (laughs) to send them all to you. It's a new album. Um, But she is also she has a lot of freedom right now because she just got divorced. She has three kids. We're the same age, and she met her husband. When they were in high school, they got married straight out of high school, had their first baby at 23. Totally different life. Mm -hmm. And she was saying it feels so bizarre for her to be out uh, because we were out having a good time. She was watching the show. And she said, "I, I just don't know this feeling. And I was like, girl, you're still like so young. Like... I'm this, we're the same age and like look at us we're having fun we're doing shows and she's like I know it It just it feels so out of my element mm-hmm. because I, she was like held down she couldn't drink I she feel like where I anything. come from once you graduate college by 22, 23 people start getting married and having babies and then they forget that they're allowed to have fun without their families you can still go do your own thing from time to time just make sure you go home to your partner yeah just or or don't whatever your arrangement might or might not be but yeah. uh, do what's best for you that's so crazy though i know this couple that had an open relationship they just broke up maybe we can talk about it in depth this week because the lines got blurred honey and uh-uh. i think it's a very normal conversation and something that could have been avoided but was not and now they're not together okay coming up move over beyonce mary j blige was coming in hot last night honey find out what's next for this diva and what's popping the Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Still riding high on that Super Bowl win last night. Congratulations to the Rams. Woo! Sending my love to my home state, Cincinnati Bengals. I feel like they're going to be back very, very soon. Uh, they're, you know, still, they're, still, they're still growing, but they played a heck of a game last night. I will say this. I'm not like a big sports gal. But I feel like the two teams that made it to the Super Bowl were iconic. Yeah. I'm so happy to not hear Tom Brady it was or the a vibe. Patriots it or was, like yep. people that are always there. Odell Beckham Jr. went out with a, with a knee injury, but uh, it's just tears of joy when he finally got the Super Bowl ring. And it just It's such a huge, huge night, not just for sports, but for music lovers as well. Michaela, what's popping? Listen to me. Nothing makes me more proud to be a woman than watching 51-year-old Mary J. Blige. Never looked better. Never looked better. She held her own so well. Because listen, we love Beyonce. We love Nikki. We love Cardi. But we have to still thank the queens that came before them. She was the hip-hop queen. She killed it last night. Let's take a listen to some of her performance and we'll discuss. Yes, yes. Just the beats of the drum, the hits, got everybody up. It was so incredible to see her. And um, she was blinging it out. She was covered in 33 carats of diamonds, which is just unbelievable. She stood by Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, She performed A Family Affair and No More Drama looking iconic. And it was the perfect time because she also just dropped an album. And 
Uh, hopefully she'll go back on tour. I mean, imagine being Mary, all of them really, but imagine being Mary, being in the height of your career, not thinking that doing the Super Bowl would ever be something that you would get to do. And at 51 years old, really be able to go on that stage. And we make such a big deal about J-Lo and her being 50 and her being able to do so much. But like, nobody can touch Mary. It's the biggest deal ever. And I, I just love that for her. Um, and, and she looked incredible. What's well, interesting, though, because Jay-Z and Rock Nation are kind of the reason these Super Bowl halftime shows have been shifting over the years. They asked him to do the Super Bowl a few years ago, and he obviously did not perform last night, but he made this happen, and, and Rock Nation made this happen. Uh, they also represent uh, Jennifer Lopez, um, The Weeknd, a lot of these artists. So, like, they're really changing the face of what that halftime show is. And you got to think about it, the, the significance of, like, coming to SoFi Stadium, brand-new stadium, just a couple years old, gorgeous, in Inglewood, yeah, which is still very much Inglewood, it's still like the neighborhood, right? And for so much of hip hop and rap and like black culture in Los Angeles, we've seen it showcased in shows like Insecure by Issa Rae and on HBO for five or six seasons, and now we're seeing it showcased again, reminding like the world of what West Coast rap and hip hop is and where it started. And mm-hmm. it's with these artists, yeah, like they're the biggest names in the game. And for and think about the lack of ego. To go out there and be there like, yeah, no I'll, ego. I'll share this stage with six other artists. Like, that's so cool. And that's what the people wanted. I will say that we kind of talked about this during the break. I don't think many of us listening will understand this, but there were a lot of parents that are our age that were like, oh, when the beat drops, you're about to find out who your parents really are. Like, apparently, people don't listen to Mary J. Blige once you're pregnant and have children. And I will say that she is somebody that we have to continue talking about. Snoop. Eminem, like even if the comments have been problematic in the past, it was a different time. We can drag Eminem all we want, sure, but it was a different. Yeah, I have mixed time. emotions about Eminem because like he uses the f word a lot in the past, and like it's, it's it's problematic for me. But also, I love his music, and it reminds and, me of being in college and like just I, yeah. And oh. he's come out and said, I I stand with the gay community. Like I'm not yeah, being homophobic. Okay, yeah. I said it because that's growing up. My cousins used to call each other that. Like it was a very different right. uh, thing, and I, I just I thought the show was incredible. I thought the Super Bowl incredible whether or not you like football to watch the camaraderie it's sort of somebody said this yesterday it feels like the world's coming back together again a little bit and also Eminem took a knee like the white yeah. guy the one white performer took a knee and I feel like that's that's a good use of white privilege like that's a good use of being like listen the, the NFL tries to shut this stuff down. and the NFL knew he was going to do it he rehearsed it and they, they supported it they allowed it so and they've been under a lot of fire recently for you know having one black coach and no black owners in the entire NFL a league that is 70% black right so there are conversations that need to be had and this is a, this is a, this is a good step in the right direction I enjoyed it love it alright coming up Shelly Luther is a Texas GOP candidate bullying our trans youth so ceo of equality texas is joining us to talk about how to take down this bully in the next hour good morning beat channel q coming up this hour we've got the ceo of equality texas calling in in about 15 minutes talking about shelly luther the super super problematic hateful texas gop candidate who is attacking trans people uh left and right she's just a vile vile human being she takes the whole marjorie taylor green of it all to another level Mm -hmm. um and she's gaining traction so we're going to uh, be talking to Equality Texas to figure out how we can support our trans brothers and sisters, not just in Texas, but across the country, and stop this bullying. It's not acceptable because uh, first it's trans people, and then it's who knows who's next. So if we don't stand up for everybody, we're all vulnerable. We're in this thing together. So stick around for that conversation coming up here on The Morning Beat. Uh, going to be a lovely conversation. Uh, 
on this beautiful Valentine's Day. And that's an amen. Not a lot of love lost. Uh, right now, it's time for News on the Beat for our second hour. Michaela, what's going on? All right, people. An Arizona Republican state senator broke with his party this week, blocking legislation that would have banned gender-affirming care for transgender youth. State Senator Tyler Pace voted with three Democrats on the Arizona Legislature's Health and Human Services Committee, splitting the vote four to four and effectively killing the bill. Pace said that while he sees both sides, he was ultimately swayed by personal stories from LGBTQ youths and their families. It works. The testimonies we heard today about the many people who are using these avenues of medical treatments to save lives, to improve lives, he said during the committee hearing, I don't want my vote to stop those great things. Now, the lone Republican lawmakers break from his party diverged from the nationwide push by conservative lawmakers to enact a series of bills that critics argue unfairly discriminate against gay and trans Americans. Following what advocates described as the worst year for anti-LGBTQ legislation in modern history, Republican state lawmakers have filed for more than 160 anti-LGBTQ bills this year, according to nonprofit Freedom for All Americans. Now, the majority of the bills, 92 of them, target trans people. I mean, this is what it takes. It really does take these sorts of stories uh, to get the other side to understand that this is a human issue. Trans people aren't just this this idea out there and, and you know, the sphere. They're, they're real people who have real medical needs. And I love this. And, and it's going to take Republicans, you know, sticking their necks out every now and then to kind of, like, save some of this. Absolutely. All right, another year, another new RuPaul show. RuPaul Charles is gearing up for yet another series. The history-making Emmy winner is slated to reboot a game show for CBS later this year. This will come in addition to hosting RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, and RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, which will air in 2022. The new show is a reboot of the long-running series Lingo, according to Deadline. Now, contestants will face off in puzzle rounds where they will guess letters to figure out a word. Each episode will end with a cash prize. The first iteration of the show aired back in 1987. We're all ready to have fun again, and lingo is the answer, Charles said in a release. Charles, who is expected to appear out of drag, will serve as executive producer in addition to hosting. This is the latest in a slew of projects from Charles. In addition to the ever-growing drag race business, the actor starred in Netflix's AJ and the Queen, which was canceled after one season. He also joined the animated upcoming film Ozzy, as well as the animated movie Hit Pig. Back in 2017, Charles announced he was working on a project called Queen, said to dramatize his road to fame in the 1980s. Remember when our show was almost called AJ and the Queen, but for copyright reasons, we couldn't, so we went with the morning beat. But uh, it First was of all, why didn't we do that? AJ and the Queen. That would have been incredible. Wow. Rename the show. <laughs> We're changing the show now. It's not the morning beat with AJ and Michael. It's AJ and the Queen now. The show, His show got canceled. Doesn't matter. No one knows it. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 86 in Palm Springs, 68 in Houston, a high of 46 in St. Louis, 84 in La Quinta, and 86 in Cathedral City. 46 in St. Louis. Why do you live in St. Louis? Oh, God, I'm sorry. I've been sorry. there a couple times. It's not terrible. I, I like it. The arch is pretty. It's not horrific. Yeah. All right, give us a vibe of the day. Opportunity often comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. Defeat is not permanent. Hang in there. Um, also, just a little shout out to our listeners in St. Louis. Yeah. If I just dragged your city, I apologize. I know, we're Thank sorry. you for listening to us on Y98 HD2. We appreciate you. Amen. I just don't feel uh, feel that 46 degrees. That's, that's, we just don't that's, want to be cold. It's cold. All right, coming up, Shelly Luther is a Texas GOP candidate bullying our trans youth. So CEO of Equality Texas is joining us to talk about how to take down this bully. Coming up next. Hey. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. And what we have done is become comfortable with what is okay in our society. I am not comfortable with the transgenders, um, the kids that they brought in my classroom, um, when they said that this kid is transgendering into a different sex, that I couldn't have kids laugh at them, like I couldn't have... um, like other kids got in trouble for having transgender kids in my class. That's why I vote for school choice. And my opponent is completely against school choice. That is former teacher Shelley Luther, a candidate for the Texas House of Representatives, uh, talking about transgenders, which is problematic in and of itself. And mm-hmm. uh, she's upset about the fact that her students were not able to make fun of the transgendering students. Just so much wrong with this. And we talked about this last week. Uh, She has been condemned by Democrats and Republicans in the state for past remarks saying that universities should not allow Asian students, Chinese students, because she thinks they're all communist. There's a lot to unpack here. So to help us do that is Ricardo Martinez, uh, excuse me, CEO of Equality Texas. Ricardo, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Her words are so damaging uh, to our youth, but... Uh, how, as adults, can we protect our trans brothers and sisters in the state of Texas? Hi. Uh, good morning, and thanks for having me. Um, I think, look, y'all talked about it earlier today, right? This is Shelly. She is a symptom of a much bigger problem. And I don't know her, uh, but I had the, the golden rule hammered into me from an early age to treat people the way that I want to be treated. And so I'm not going to try to assign intent here, but lamenting not being able to allow kids to bully transgender kids is irresponsible given the statistics about the mental health and experiences of LGBTQ kids in school, particularly here in Texas. Last year, we had 76 anti-LGBTQ bills filed in this state, and we're seeing these copycat uh, bills being filed across the nation now, right? So nearly 180 have been filed. And I think part of our responsibility is to really pay attention and to take action in whatever way makes sense for us, right? I recognize the last few years have been incredibly difficult with the pandemic and politics being as polarized as they are, but I want to encourage folks to take whatever action may feel tangible for them right now, given their circumstances. So making your voice heard, calling your reps, um, getting informed and voting in primaries. Today is the first day of early voting in Texas, and it'll go through February 25th, and election day is March 1st for the primaries and we have to go out there and support pro-equality lawmakers that want to represent all people not just some and have difficult conversations with people in our life right we have to be able to understand that candidates and politicians are exploiting the little that people know about transgender people and filling that void with disinformation to create division. Mm. Ricardo, thank you so much for joining us. Everything you're saying is so important and uh, do vote if you can. I think what's also problematic with Shelley Luther is she is um, 
she's bullying a community that really already doesn't have a big voice. And I think that we've noticed that our trans youth have really taken so many hits when it comes to just the bathroom, when it comes to sports. And so I think that with her doing this, it also brings up an, a bigger conversation. But I feel like Texas is very Republican and I don't know if it's really going to matter. Do you think so? I'm an optimist, right? I'm always going to believe that anything is possible. And in the realm of all possibilities, I think you, you can get a Republican or a Democrat to be um, supportive of our issues, right? And both aisles, there are some Democrats who are not like publicly um, loud about their support for trans folks, right? And we need both Republicans and Democrats to, be, to, to really express the need to protect all constituents. And one of the things that I ask myself often over the course of the last year and a half after experiencing such a volatile year at the legislature here is, is this who we are as a country? Is this who we are as a state? Have we decided that targeting and bullying innocent children is okay? Well, I also... I know in my heart that most... Go ahead. Well, no, I, just to your point, it, it also doesn't help that Shelley Luther was a former teacher. Like, we're sending our kids to school and most of the time those teachers are sometimes like a second parent or sometimes a first parent and to know that that's also happening in well, schools yeah, it all feels very like handmaid's tale yeah it feels like it feels like a lot of these a lot of these people across the country are trying to take us in that direction and i think that after i think the frustrating part is you know i, I love that you say you're an, you're an eternal optimist and it reminds me of michelle obama saying when they go low we go high right mm-hmm. And as, as, as progressives and as especially as queer people, we've had to go high many, many times in our lives. And it feels like after Obama, there was a major swing, uh, and then we got Donald Trump, right, because the conservatives pushed back. It feels like, and, and you can give a better assessment of this, but in the state of Texas, you know, Michaela says it feels very Republican, but if you've been paying attention to the state of Texas and politics, they've been trending Democrat for years now. And it feels to me as an outsider looking in, that this is like the last best hope for conservatives in the state to just pass as much legislature as they can while they still have control of the state because it feels like in the not too distant future it could be a more level playing field are you seeing that in texas is that giving you hope i think what gives me hope is the advocates that keep coming out, right? But yes, the landscape is changing, and I think that this is a, a last-ditch effort to maintain power, right? I, th- I don't think that you're wrong at all. Um, but I, I think what gives me the most hope is the advocates here. Like, you know, I spent more than 270 days at the Capitol last year, almost every single day, talking to people that really want to create tangible change here and develop landscapes where change is possible and sustainable over time, right? Because like you said, oftentimes in politics, it is a pendulum swinging left to right. And But the bottom line here is that we don't have to wait for bills to pass to see the impact, right? The discussion and the debate about the humanity of trans folks, of LGBTQ folks, has an impact on kids who are listening and emboldens anti-LGBTQ vigilantes to target us, violate our divinity, violate our humanity, and uh, dehumanize us. Ooh, violate our divinity. Ooh, I'm going to use that. A thousand percent. Ricardo Martinez, uh, CEO of Equality Texas. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, thank and you. having this conversation with us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. All right, coming up, what to do if a colleague continues to insult you? How to call someone out without poisoning the workplace? We'll discuss coming up next. Good morning, B. Channel Q.
All right, if this isn't the most relatable thing, I don't know what is. Uh, a coworker wrote a derogatory email about me to our team and didn't realize that I was copied on the email. <sighs> I haven't responded, and she hasn't said anything to me. I'm not sure if the others noticed, but no one else has said anything either. Do you think I should let it go or address this person? Woo! Especially nowadays with so many people Why working from home I? and communicating via email. Whether you're on your phone or you're on your laptop, you might be out for a walk and have to respond to a work email quickly and you hit reply and you don't always look at who's all CC'd on the email. This is a tricky one. Um, I've been in situations similar before. I've told you the story of the time that I was texting um, my fiance, who's my boyfriend at the time. I was also texting my best friend, who's a therapist, Dr. Therese. She's been on our show. And my fiance's mother, who was the first lady of her church. At the same time, I was texting all three of them back and forth, having conversations. And then I said something very, 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 very sexually aggressive and completely inappropriate. And I immediately thought, oh, my God, I just sent this to his mother, whose, oh, whose husband is a pastor. Right. And I literally about passed out and I had to take a deep breath. And I looked to see if I sent it to my my boyfriend. I did not send it to him, which narrowed it down to the other two. And turns out it went to my best friend. Thank Bye. God she's a therapist because she's like, I've heard way nastier things. Trust me, I'm a therapist. But also good for you. Your uh, sex life sounds very adventurous. Yes, so, I've been there in like a, a situation that's a little bit mortifying. This is tricky, though, because you have to deal with this person on a day-in, day-out basis. And if they're if they're talking crap about you, yeah, you how do you deal with that? Okay, well, first of all, yeah, everyone saw the email, babe. Everyone knew what yep, was happening. Yep, they all know. Your they're all talking about you. Your coworkers a thousand percent are Behind talking about it in a group yep. chat that you are not involved <laughs> in. So I think she should confront the coworker. I don't even think she has to do it aggressively. I think she can just be like, listen, I don't know if I was supposed to be on that, but uh, if this is how you feel, yeah. let me know what's up. However, it is tricky. Because it can cause some tension in the workplace, for sure. But I think that she's got to stand up for herself, and I think she should say something. You always address it, or sometimes is it best to leave it alone? I think she should address it because she's addressing it for herself. Like, I think that she doesn't need to be rude, but she can just be like, hey, depending on what the girl said, she could be like, or the guy, whatever. She could be like, hey, uh, I noticed that you feel this way about me. Yeah. And uh, you know if I... it's something that's such a problem that you were talking to other people about, you can talk to me about it. I think, though, that it's so hard for most people because I don't like confrontation, but I'll have it. I will definitely have it. And I usually only have it if I'm pushed to it and I feel like I have to defend myself or somebody else. Um, but most people, I think, will naturally avoid things forever. And I've learned this as we're planning our wedding and, and people are not actually like they're just declining family close friends, yeah, and they don't have a conversation. They don't text me. They don't call me nothing. And that kind of hurts. I'm like, yeah. I invited you to my wedding, and you can't even... So I, I feel like that's family. So for these people, these are just coworkers. And I feel like oftentimes people just avoid it and will never, ever, ever address it. Yeah. Well, so here's a weird thing I'm navigating in my life. I will no longer avoid things, feelings, anything, because it doesn't do my insides good. Like... I need to practice standing up for myself, setting boundaries, uh, confronting things without it being a fight, without it being passive aggressive. So it's just something that I'm working on on myself. It hasn't always come out the right way. We're sure. still learning how to do it. Of course. But I think that why it's important is because I'm showing up for myself and that's how I build confidence. That's how I build trust in myself. That's how I build respect for myself. So she should confront this person, I think. It doesn't need to be a big thing, but it's to like... Show up for yourself. And also... It's not and, cool. And this doesn't mean it's right. 
But sometimes people, when you're in a group setting, whether you're actually in person uh, or maybe in an email thread, you might crack a joke about somebody or say something kind of like drag them a bit. And it might actually be how that person completely feels, but it felt right in the moment. And that's a bit of a groupthink mentality and it's not okay, but this person might not actually have a huge issue with her. Maybe they just felt like it would get them a laugh. It'd get them a reaction out of the group. So they said it. Yeah, yeah. Just address it. Just address it. All right, coming up, Kylie Jenner had her baby boy. uh, And the name might shock you. It's not Apple, like Gwyneth Paltrow, but it might be worse. We have it in What's Poppin'. Coming up in our next hour, it's Money Mondays, and we've got an expert joining us, an economist, actually, and Fox News contributor talking about inflation. Uh, We saw it as a 6.8%. Now it's a 7.5%. What does that actually mean? How does it impact uh, your day-to-day living, right? Things are more expensive. The other day, my partner got... um, He filled up his gas tank. It was $100. $6.69 for premium. That's bonkers. Uh, So what do we need to know? How can we uh, save a little coin during these trying, trying times? We're having that conversation in 15 minutes. Stick around for it. About 20 minutes, actually, in our next hour. Right now, it's time for What's Poppin'. Michaela, what is popping? All right, well, Kylie Jenner's popping. Her belly's popping. And she popped out a baby. There it is. Uh, She popped out a beautiful little boy on February 2nd. It's a human boy, though, right? It's a human boy. There's a little confusion. There's a little confusion. I just want to make sure it's human. Oh, because Mm. of the name. Yes. Wolf Webster Mm -hmm. is the baby's name. Now... I hear that. Wolf. But her children are now Stormy Wolf. So like, whoa. Oh. Like a wolf. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I know people want to get like super creative. I don't know. Maybe wolf. There's a great meaning behind it. Um, I, I'm, I feel like Charles is definitely no longer going to be a some, someone's name. Brian. We've just exposed names out. Who's he? Tom. I've had Gotta my three go. kids named since junior high. Oh my God, don't say these names. They've all been Me 86. and Emil agree on one one major thing, and it's the names of your children. Go ahead and say them, because just say them. Say your well, children's so names. Well, so my first son is named Blair Jonathan, and he can go by Blair. I like the name Blair for a guy. What else would he go by? BJ. I'm AJ. But BJ's a little weird. Like, hey, you have two gay dads. Your nickname's BJ. That's a bit much. So he could go by Blair if he wants to. Uh, and then Regan, Regan Kareen, spelled like Reagan, but not like Reagan because, ooh, can, like, whatever. Um, the war on drugs wasn't real. And also, Reaganomics is not a real thing. Trickle-down economics doesn't work. Um, and then my last son, which would be my gay son, obviously, because this is how I thought in seventh grade, right. would be uh, Brantley Michael. So Blair, Regan, and Brantley. But those aren't the bougiest the little white names I've ever heard. I know. I've ever heard. And your children are going to be mixed. I hear it now. Yeah, those are, we're not. I don't know. I might have a niece. They might be mixed. They nephews. Might, our children might be Asian. They might be Latin. They might be all black. They might be all white. They might. I don't know what they're going to be. Okay, well they're not going to be Regan, Brantley, and Blair. Listen, I will not stand for it. Listen, I, we've been trying to get pregnant for ten years now. For yeah. whatever reason, it's not taken. That I'm doesn't sorry. Doesn't mean I'm going to quit trying, but I don't know what kind of kids I'm going to have someday. Uh, okay, well, listen, I appreciate uh, that you're not going to ever name those kids names again. We'll, um, we'll see. But I will say that although the name is Wolf, they're also going by, uh, the baby's actual name is, how do you say Jax? Is it J-A-X? It's J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. Oh, Jacques. Jacques. Oh, Jacques. It's a French okay, name. So Jacques is also apparently a name in the family that they wanted to also go by. So it's Wolf, Jacques, 
Webster. Oh. Yeah. So it could go by Wolf or Jacques. Yeah. So now, now, gang puck. now the Kardashians are also French. Yes. They've been culturally appropriating everything. <laughs> now they've gone All to of the it. French. Armenian French. Yeah, and I feel like that feels right. And, but she's also a Jenner. That's a lot. It's a lot, Chad. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Congratulations to the happy mom to be. Wolfjack. Wolfjack. <laughs> Congratulations, Wolfjack. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Coming up this hour for Money Mondays, we've got an economist and Fox News contributor calling in to talk about inflation, uh, how it's impacting our daily lives, and how we can mitigate it in any way possible. Uh, the inflation rate is at 7.5% right now. That's insane. It's the highest it's been in, I think, about 40 years. Uh, so we're, uh, we're trying to keep money in your wallet and in your bank account coming mm-hmm. up this hour in Money Mondays here on The Morning Beat. Michaela, you good? <laughs> so here's okay. So full transparency, our show it's Michaela and I and our producer Vanessa. Oh, right, she God. runs the board, and we just tell these like riveting stories every right. every few minutes, and y'all just love us for it, right? And we have a document that we share, a Google document, and each person's name comes up. If you're like typing or adjusting, it's shared by all of us, so you can see who's working on it. And Michaela is on her computer, says, "Oh my God, who's anonymous alligator?" <laughs> and she has a panic attack because she thinks somebody like hacked. hacked. Somebody hacked because we're that important that somebody hacked our Google document. <laughs> then our producer Vanessa is like, "Oh my God, I don't know who that is either," and we're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> Vanessa gets on her computer and says, "Michaela, that's you. You're anonymous Listen, alligator." I don't know when I change so, to anonymous alligator. But so, I'm not an anonymous alligator. But I'm alligator. also curious to know, is that like a default setting on Google or something? So if you understand what that means. Who is anonymous alligator? Send us a DM on We Are Channel Q on our Instagram account. And please explain to us why on earth Michaela would show up as anonymous alligator But also, I literally thought somebody was hacking us and it's me. I'm the hacker. You're the hacker. That's well, insane. You've been called a hack, but a hacker? <laughs> yeah, old hack. Embrace it. <laughs> All right, you ready to do some news on the beat, Anonymous Alligator? Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, a new lawsuit alleges that prison officials at Rikers Island in New York City allowed a trans woman to be sexually assaulted by other prisoners three times in six months while refusing her requests to be transferred to a safer facility. Disgusting. Disgusting. Laddie Brockington, 31 years old, has been held at Rikers off and on since her initial arrest in 2020. According to interviews given with the New York Daily News, Brockington says she was first assaulted in June 2020 when she was on suicide watch due to depression while being held at the jail's Anna M. Cross Center, which houses male prisoners. Her lawsuit alleges that a prison officer allowed a male prisoner into her cell where he proceeded to choke and rape her. After the attack, Brockington says she requested a transfer to the Rose M. Singer Center, which holds women. But only six months later, she was transferred back to Cross with staff citing vague security concerns that even one prison medical staffer who treated Brockington noted were unclear in official documents. Brockington's lawsuit has been filed in the the Bronx Supreme Court and is awaiting processing. A win likely won't have much effect on her imprisonment, but it might allow her to seek an injunction to be transferred again while her case is pending. And right now, her safety and healing is what's most important. Hopefully, Brockington will find justice someday soon, but at this rate... We might have to tear Rikers down brick by brick well, let's, to get it. Let's think about this. Let's actually, because it's so easy to hear these stories and to not connect to them as human beings and think, oh, that's something that's over there and I don't have to deal with it. This is a trans woman who is already on suicide watch in prison. And an officer, their entire their entire life's work is to protect society, right? 
an officer allows another prisoner who committed a crime to enter her room and rape her and choke her, a human being who's already on suicide watch. Yeah. And that's accepted. Yeah. Not once, not twice, three times. Yeah. Just imagine. It's devastating. Just surviving that. It's devastating. I I feel like... We have so much work to do and everything that we talk about, like we're talking about our trans youth and Shelly Luther, who's like a psychotic biatch. Mm -hmm. But then you also have to cover like prisons and cops and how they treat our trans brothers and sisters. Like there's never, you can never let your foot off the gas with this stuff. And I understand it's so hard to constantly show up for other people when you've had to show up for yourself your entire life, whether you're, you know, a woman or a queer person, you know, uh, just just being a white gay guy, a cis white gay guy was difficult for me growing up. And so I understand that it's difficult to show up for others when you're trying to show up for yourself. Um, but we have to keep finding space for compassion for others and fighting for them because it might be them today, but it's us tomorrow. A thousand percent. And just because we got the right to marry five or six years ago means doesn't nothing. mean it's guaranteed. Means nothing. Yep. Nothing. Mm. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 86 in Palm Springs today, 73 in Vegas, 79 in LA, 28 in New York, and 89 in La Quinta. Get me to La Quinta. Get me to La Quinta. Sounds like a novel. I love La Quinta. I know you do. Mm. Give us five. Opportunity often comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. The word there to focus on is temporary. If you're going through something today, tomorrow might be a lot better. Hang Absolutely. in there. All right, coming up, it's Money Mondays, and we're talking with a financial advisor about how raising interest rates curbs inflation and what could possibly go wrong. Coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Money sure does make the world go round, and it's being a little wonky lately. Uh, For many of us, we haven't really lived through an era like this. Inflation is at a 40-year high right now. So for Money Mondays, we're talking to an economist and Fox News contributor, Richard Fowler. Richard, thank you so much for being here. Um, It's good to be with you both. How are you? We're We're great. We're we're good. We're good. You know, uh, for the average person, you, you might notice you go, you know, put gas in your car and it was six dollars and 69 cents a gallon the other day to fill up my tank or maybe eggs bacon things like that cost a little bit more money um but it's so much deeper than that for those who maybe don't have a full grasp of this what exactly is inflation and why is it so high right now well all inflation is it just means that the cost of living is higher than the amount of money that you're bringing in the door across the board right and it's measured via a basket of goods all called the consumer price index um, but it's a basket of goods. Basically, the government takes an average price of a basket of goods, and that determines if we're inflationary or not. I think it's really important for your viewers, as well as viewers around the people around the world, to understand why we're here. Right? There's been a lot of talking points and melee about why we're actually here. But the truth of the matter is that after the pandemic, or once the, once we sort of turned the light switch off on the global economy, turned the light switch back on, caused some slowdowns in the economy. And what made those slowdowns uniquely worse is the fact that all of us are sitting at home on Amazon Prime, mm. right? On, on Macy's.com, <laughs> on Bloomingdale's, all buying things. That part. And so we're buying things, and the factories that produce the things that we're buying are closed. So they have their regular orders, plus the uptick in demand from all of us buying things. And now how this sort of trickles out to us right here in the United States of America is that by the time all these products got to the ports, the port of Long Beach, the port of L.A., the port of Port Everglades in Florida, 
there was not a, there was just so many things coming into the ports that it created another backup. Wow. Um, and on top of the fact that we have an aging infrastructure in this country, one thing sort of led to another. And the variants, whether it be the Delta variant, Omarion, or Omicron, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> hasn't made the situation any better. Well, Richard, I want to talk to you. We did a story last week about um, asking for a raise at your job when the time comes. And really, what circled the conversation was the fact that with everything being so expensive, normal wages just are not cutting it. And I feel like that's a problem a lot of people are having. Things are getting more and more expensive we're not getting paid any differently. And now everything just feels so unaffordable. So what do we do? How do we, I guess, I guess that's the question. Yeah, how like, do we what are you supposed that? to do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, but here's the, here's the good news. The good news is in the last jobs report that came out on Friday, we saw, we were beginning to see a bit of an increase in wages across the board for most Americans. Right. And I think this increase in wages and this competitiveness in our current job market is why 4.5 million Americans decided to resign from their job to go find another job. But with that being said, if you're at home and you're paying $6 for gas, or you're paying $10 for a slab of bacon, or you're paying two times the price for a gallon of milk, you don't really see that increase in wages showing up because that money's getting sucked out immediately into buying things into the economy. So what we're going to have to hope for is a couple things. We're going to have to hope for this to sort of trail off, and all economists are pointing to the fact that by the end of next year, as we start to move slowly move back to normal, this will we'll see inflation trail off, uh, number one. And number two, in the meantime, in between time, you should definitely ask your boss for that rate. <laughs> that part. That part. Well, it's interesting, too, because I think that whereas people normally um, get like 2 to 3% raises, uh, yeah, that's With a, pay cut a seven right now. percent yeah. inflation, it is a pay cut. I mean, is that something people should be bringing up to their bosses when they ask? Oh, because uh, you're losing. Absolutely, absolutely. And what we're seeing is we're in a market in which I like to call it. You know, when people talk about the buyer's market or the seller's market in housing, this is what I like to call the employer, the employer market, or rather, excuse me, the employee, the employee market. Employee market, yeah. Yes, if you're an employee, I got that mixed up. It's too early in the morning. But if you're an employee, life is good for you because if you don't like your job here, you could go next door. I mean, think about it this way. I just saw a sign recently, and I mean, I'm a social media junkie like everybody else, that said McDonald's was paying people $21 an hour to flip burgers at McDonald's, uh-huh. which tells you yep. that there oh is God. a sentiment in the, in the in the marketplace, and employers realize well, yeah. they have to pay more and they have to do more for their employees. you got to pay, and it's, it's fascinating because there's been this conversation going on for years. Democrats want a $15 minimum wage. Republicans think that's not, that's not feasible for small businesses or whatever, and it's more complicated than that, but that's basically like the crux of the argument, right? Um and here we are finding ourselves that a lot of these corporations are taking upon themselves like, okay, we're, we realize we have to go higher than 15 even just to just to have like decent employees. It's so easy also for people to blame Joe Biden or to point at Donald Trump <laughs> and say this was Donald Trump's fault or whatever. How much impact does the president actually have on inflation and what can they or the Federal Reserve do to mitigate it as much as possible? Well, I think anybody who blames the current occupant of the office, while it's the easy thing to do when it's done far too often in our politics, the truth of the matter is that the economy is more complicated than one man or one building on Pennsylvania Avenue um, because there's so many inputs that go into it. Now, the primary sort of person who regulates inflation is the Federal Reserve Bank. Over the We've heard from Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, that he plans on increasing interest rates. Now, the reason why this matters is because when you increase interest rates, you sort of slow down the pace of dollars going out into the economy. 
And if you're slowing down the pace of dollars going out to the economy, you're increasing the value of the dollar. By increasing the value of the dollar, you're lowering the rate of inflation. I know that sounds very complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. It's a simple thing of supply and demand. There's a lot of something out there. It's worth a lot less. If there's a less of something out there, it's worth a lot more. I mean, I'm a collector of Jordans. I love, I'm a yes. sneakerhead. Come on. <laughs> yes. And it's the best way to think about it. I just got the if you could get Jordans at every Foot Locker, no matter what, they wouldn't be as coveted as if you had to wake up at, you know, nine o'clock, set an alarm, have all your phones in your, and your, and your computer going to go to sneakers after to get a pair. That's the impact of inflation. Yeah. And so when the feds decide that they're going to raise rates, they basically make the Jordan more coveted, more so than, you know, a shoe that you could pick up at any footlocker any day of the week. Well, Richard Fowler, we so appreciate you joining us. Economist and Fox News contributor, we hope to talk to you soon. I'm looking on uh, your Instagram right now for you. those Jordans, though. I, I see know. you can rock a suit and a kind of casual look, Richard. Okay. I know. This is just got oh, black and white ones, and we're obsessed <laughs> with Jordans gotta, over here. you got to do both. Jay's on my feet. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Now, coming up, this is interesting. Uh, a guy's opening up about how his hottest hookup has completely now turned him off. Why might surprise you? And what do you do if this happens? We'll discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, on this Valentine's Day, some of us are happily in love. Some of us are still looking for love. Some of us are just looking for a little bit of lust. So wherever you might fall on that spectrum, it's all good. Uh, we love you yes. here at The Morning Beat. So you have our love already. Uh, but this this uh, came across our desk recently. Uh, it was part of the Ask Jake section uh, on Queerty.com. Now, I want to actually read this whole letter. It's okay. about a paragraph long, so bear with me for just a moment. But uh, the writer says, Hi, Jake. 34-year-old bachelor here. I love the single life. I've tried relationships in the past, and I'm not good at them. I'm much better at being someone's friends with benefit than their boyfriend. I'm sex positive on prep and love letting my freak flag fly. That said, here's my dilemma. The guy I've been meeting up with for the past three months recently texted to say he tested positive for gonorrhea. I was lucky and didn't catch it from him. Two STD tests have confirmed this. We're not exclusive, so I wasn't upset that he slept with someone else. In fact, more power to him. But last week, he sent me a late night what you do in text, and I didn't respond. A few days later, he texted me to ask if I was mad at him. I'm not mad, but after the gonorrhea thing, I'm just not really feeling it with him anymore. I don't want him to think I'm being judgmental because I'm not. STIs are part of the single life, and I get that. But something about a gonorrhea exposure killed the vibe for me, and I don't think I want to hook up with him again, even though we have awesome chemistry Oof. in bed. Does that make me a bad person? Sincerely, Sexually transmitting rejection. Oi. Oi. Okay, so I will say I, I can kind of relate to this. I understand that it might kill the vibe in the moment. And the, this was not a relationship. This was a hookup. Um, and but, but also, I haven't been this way in many, many years. I'm talking... 12 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I remember uh, it's happened to me a couple of different times where somebody I was really interested or somebody that I was even maybe hooking up with a little bit, um, I found out that one guy I hadn't hooked up with him for a while, then all of a sudden he told me he was HIV positive. Oh, and wow. I never hooked up with him again because, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I still had a little bit of anxiety about that. I didn't understand uh, I didn't understand what, what the process of that was even like. I think a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite get it. Um, and... I, I've been that guy in the past where I'm like, oh, you have this. Okay. And then all of a sudden it's a turnoff in my mind. It's so interesting. Um, but it doesn't need to be. 
No, it doesn't. I remember this girl got herpes, a friend of mine, and she got it from this guy. And the way that this guy shamed her, this was years ago, he embarrassed her so badly, told everybody, everybody that we knew that she gave it to him. I remember her sobbing. She was so upset. And seeing it from that perspective and seeing a a sexually transmitted disease from that aspect, it made me feel have so much compassion. Number one, this guy did not need to tell his hookup that he had gonorrhea. He could have just ghosted him and never said anything, but he didn't. He responsibly told him the truth, thankfully. Secondly, that's what happens sometimes when you hook up. You get sexually transmitted diseases. And I think that everybody who's single knows that. Now, if this guy just isn't turned on anymore, that's also a preference. And that's how he feels. Would I be turned off if somebody came to me and said, hey, I have an STD? No, it wouldn't bother me. I'd be like, well, go heal up. And then, you know, like, was up, but I wouldn't just stop hooking up with somebody. I I've mean, also never hooked. I've also not hooked up with somebody since I was like nineteen. So, mm, well, that part, and also like it's so funny because like the the herpes conversation, like like many of them, millions and millions and millions of sexually active adults live with this every day. Yeah, it, it, it is not, and these things are so manageable, and and you know gonorrhea and chlamydia and those like kind of like scary words, those can be treated with a with a shot and a pill. Um, and I I. I I just always say if you really genuinely do want to make a deeper connection and maybe fall in love and have an actual relationship, if you're not looking just for friends with benefits, if you're looking for something a little bit more, and that's it's not for everybody, but if that is you, you might need to reevaluate the way that you approach some of these conversations and the way that you think about them and try to wrap your brain around them. I think it's fair I think it's fair to say, you know, um, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not fully educated on this, and I'm into you. I like you. Uh, I would like to know more so I can do better. Yeah. I'm just feeling some kind of weight, and I think that's fair. And if that person then rejects you because of that, that's on them. But, I mean, I remember going through, you know, there's a, a point months ago where my, my partner was in the hospital for almost a week, and he had some tummy stuff going on. This was really bad. And and it's it's difficult to support a partner when they're in that situation, to be their primary caretaker for, you know, only a week, and it was difficult. And I remember afterwards, our intimacy struggled for a little bit because for me, I was like, okay, you were just so ill. I saw you in such like, in in a way I've never seen you and I didn't want to like hurt him or I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Add any sort of pain and it was odd. So the first couple of times that, that we made love after, it was weird for me. I felt strange. I felt some kind of way and it had nothing to do with him necessarily but the mental block is real. So I think first and foremost, acknowledging that this person, you know, you do have a mental block here. And I'm not saying that it's a good or a bad thing. It is, right. is what it is. That's you- also, yeah, I, I think that we cannot just say this is right and this is wrong. It is what it is. There's nothing right or wrong about it. If you don't feel comfortable, sure. you don't feel comfortable. Sure. If you have an STD, you have an STD. It's like, let's just normalize the conversation. And you can still say in a very like non-PC world, I don't feel comfortable knowing that you had gonorrhea. And that's totally period. fine. That's totally fine. And I remember, again, like 10, 12 years ago was the last time I was single. And I remember meeting a guy one time in a bar in WeHo. And we were talking Not and having WeHo. some drinks. Yeah, I think we were... I think I think we were at Fiesta, I believe. Oh my God, Fiesta. And doing some margaritas for happy hour. And we were getting kind of flirty. And then he just randomly let me know that he was HIV positive, like pretty early on in the conversation. We're talking like hour one, right? Okay. And I remember just being like, I'm not sure that I'm comfortable. And that was then. Of course, that was 12 years ago. But you're also allowed to make that choice. 
I didn't shame him. I didn't tell him that I just made that decision for myself. And we continued chatting and having a good time. And then we went our separate ways. So there are ways to do it. If you're not comfortable, that's fine. But I think getting to the root of why you're not comfortable is the important is thing. Is the important part. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, uh, America's Got Talent fan favorite is joining us to talk about how you can see him live this weekend and why hearing his story could really inspire you or somebody you know in the community. Coming up next in What's Poppin'. Good morning, B. Channel Q. But I'm a I'm a what the hell am I doing? Listen, uh, you might be, I don't think he's a creep. Maybe a little bit of a weirdo, but I'm high key here for it all day, every day. He's such an icon. Michaela Gordon, what's poppin'? Listen, he's my America's Got Talent winner uh, from America's Got Talent. One of my dearest friends, Brian Justin Crum, is joining us on the line to talk about his show, Coming Home, which features music from Brian's life that made a really large impact on his journey. You can see him at Martini's Above Fourth this weekend. Welcome to the show, my dear friend Brian. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. What a Happy better Valentine's way to spend it. a better way to spend it. Now, I, I went, know. <laughs> Well, the better way to spend it is to catch the show this weekend Hello. with you. Talk to us about coming home. You know, there is something so special for me about getting to go back to San Diego and perform. And, you know, for a lot of people, especially queer people, home can be like a very triggering time. And it was for me for like going back to San Diego was really hard uh, for many years. But I really have just have a whole new appreciation for everything that I learned from the community there, from the theater community there. So every time I get to go perform in San Diego, it's like so special to me. And I really try to put together a very different special show that is specific for the San Diego crowd. What I love about you, and I've only seen one of your shows live in person once. It was Reverie a few months ago. Michaela sang a duet with her vagina during that show. So <laughs> I love that. She was dressed in red. Very Valentine's Day. You should bring that back very to me. Um, but <laughs> just watching the way you formulated the show and put it all together, not just the queerness that was celebrated, because that was like on a different level, something like I'd never actually seen in person, mm. to be honest. Um, but the thoughtfulness and the song selection and every little detail, the costuming, the choreography, there's so much for everyone who enjoys the arts. Uh, what can you tease about your two performances on the 18th and the 19th uh, this weekend at Martini's Above Fourth in San Diego? Yeah, I, I sat with my mom for a few hours and we really went through my life as a performer. I started performing when I was five years old in, in the theater community in San Diego And we went through just like the catalog of the shows that I did and the songs that I learned, the audition songs, the teachers, and we really grabbed moments from my life that really just like led the path for me and always opened new doors for me. So so the show really is just kind of like a journal entry of me kind of like taking you through my life in San Diego and you know, there's a reason so many Broadway shows try out in San Diego before they go to New York. And the theater audience, that they just have such an amazing palette there. And so I had incredible teachers, you know, showing me the way and mentoring me. So this show is really just kind of like a, a moment of gratitude for all that San Diego and the audiences uh, that have, you know, 
the gifts they've given me along the way. Well, I want to get personal for a second, babe, because we did a story about a GOP candidate, Shelly Luther, she's a bitch, who uh, was a teacher <laughs> and she was like bullying and making fun of trans kids and it's been awful. And God. so for you, it seems like you had teachers that really honed uh, what you love to do. That did the opposite. Your mom was really supportive. Yeah. How important was it that you had the ability to express your freedom when you were five years old and how will you be implementing it into this show? Yeah, it's, it was so important to me. You know, there was a long time where I did feel very oppressed. The, the, the youth group that I kind of started in was Christian based. So there wasn't freedom and there wasn't celebration of self. And I found that later in life when I transferred to a performing arts high school, the San Diego School of Creative and Performing Arts. And that's really where the floodgates opened for me. And I had teachers who were gay, who were, you know, telling me their stories and helping me find my own voice through song. And that's really when everything changed for me when I was 15 years old. And it, it really was just an explosion of like identity and ideas where I could formulate the person who I was and who I wanted to be. Um, so without those people and without that kind of support, you know, I don't think I would be where I am today. And I definitely wouldn't have had all the success that I've had in theater and just in music and everything. It's, it really is because of the people that took me under their wing and, and told me that I was enough just as I am. Thank you. Um, that really... Yeah, I mean, thank you yeah. to your mentors for, for yeah. helping create you and so many others. And I, I didn't think we were going to do this today on this Valentine's Day. Mark this day down in history, Vanessa, our producer. Today's actually the day that we here on The Morning Beat discovered the gay agenda. Like the queer oh. agenda, here it is. It's <laughs> song and oh dance, gosh, apparently. It's it song is. and dance. Song and dance. Yeah, it really is. Finding it. <laughs> to all of our listeners down in San Diego, sunny, uh, sunny 98.1 FM HD3, or if you're in the Southern California area, or you feel like hopping on a flight this weekend, for a great couple of shows. Uh, where can our listeners get tickets and support you? Yeah, um, just go to my Instagram. The link is in my bio. Brian Justin Crum is my Instagram. Uh, or you can look up Martini San Diego. There's tickets available there online. Um, I know there's very limited tickets left. The, the community really turns out for me. Yes. So I, I hope that we can sell these shows out and really just have a blast. Not only uh, do you want to, but you will, because you're incredible, Boyfie, and I love you so much, and I'm so grateful that you have used your story to inspire others. Um, and also, if people can't catch you in San Diego, I know you have more dates coming up around the country, so people can uh, go to your site to see that as well for our listeners. Uh, we love Amen. you. Happy V-Day. Happy V-Day. Love you both. Thank you always Bye. for having me on and oh, showing course. me support. Oh, we love you. Love you. All right, as we uh, continue celebrating Valentine's Day, whether you're single or madly in love, we love you and we love the way you support us. So thank you for that. We also love our black brothers and sisters. Uh, We're smack dab in the middle of Black History Month. So today I want to pay homage to a queer black uh, trailblazer who made history, Andrea Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins made history in November 2017 by becoming the first openly transgender black woman elected to public office in the United States, according to LGBTQ advocacy groups and researchers. Now, uh, Jenkins is a Democrat and was one of two openly trans people to win a seat on the Minneapolis City Council in 2017. She's also a published poet and an oral historian at the University of Minnesota. Uh, Go Big Ten. Uh, Jenkins made history again in January 2022 when she was elected as the first transgender official in the U.S. to lead a city council. 
Iconic. Iconic. I love when we're sharing stories of icons who are still very much with us and alive and thriving. Give and, and them doing their flowers the while they're alive. Yes, I always part. believe that. I think mm. it's so important. Uh, okay, well, a mom, this story is really a, a gift from heaven. A mom is giving flowers to widows on Valentine's Day, and now it's become a thing. Uh, teary-eyed Ashley Manning was hugging uh, Clowery Jackson because uh, apparently, and this is something that you don't think about on Valentine's Day, did not cross my mind until we shared the story right now. So many widows are left grieving on um, on holidays that yeah. that are meant for love and, and going to dinner. And there's actually this devastating commercial of a man celebrating Valentine's Day. I actually think it was like an IHOP commercial or something. And he's sitting at the table and there's a photo of his wife sitting across from mm-hmm. him. And he's like having dinner with the photo of his wife. And it just brings so many, puts so much into perspective. So this woman is giving flowers uh, to widows. Her name's Ashley Manning, 39 years old. Um, and she's just going around giving flowers and it's become a movement. People are now so cool. uh, giving flowers to widows. And I, I think it's gorgeous. I think that... That when people come together and really just try to do something nice for somebody, it's the best gift that you could give. Well, that's the thing. At any given moment, somewhere in the world, somebody's going through some emotion. And they're all different. And they're all real. And each one's as important as the next. And whether you're in a long-term relationship today or you're very, very single, maybe you've lost the love of your life or maybe you just met him this weekend um, or just met her this weekend, wherever you are on your journey, it's important that you love yourself first and foremost. That's what Valentine's Day should actually be about, self-love, I think, because how can you go – RuPaul always says – if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. It's so, so real. So maybe you haven't found that person just yet, and maybe you want to. Spend some time loving on yourself today and every day, yeah. and it will work out. Uh, I just love a little bit of kindness and compassion. And, and for me, that's what Valentine's Day is about. So to my my lady Valentine, Michaela, mm, and also you. Vanessa, you're my lady Valentine Day now. Yeah. I, I, do, I will say this. I appreciate that neither of you call it Valentine's Day with an M. Oh, my God. Somebody that said part. that the other day, and I was like, shut up. Try Just shut up. Very calm. Yeah, people say Valentine's all the time. Very calm and it's very so wrong. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Listen, I'm trying to spread love and positivity. I'm like, but wrong. I also hate people who we say hate it wrong. You if you so say if Valentine's. you're single, it's fine. If you're in love, it's fine. But if you say it Valentine's Day, you're, out. you're human trash, and you should just, you should just give up. <laughs> well, listen, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, hug yourself a little bit tighter. Uh, We have a great show for you tomorrow and the rest of this week. But for now, please enjoy three hours of fabulous music coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey, hey. 